T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Uh, so, yeah, I feel like it's a deep class. I feel like when people say it's not, they're really just talking about they don't have enough elite talent at quarterback. That's for, for a lot of people, that's just, you know, how they judge the entire draft class, but, which is still wrong because you still find guys that could be your Scholar Thompsons, your Brock Purdy's in the draft um, end up starting some games. So I always look at it from that perspective. It's a really deep class. It's about where you find certain positions deeper. Talking about quarterbacks, huh? It is Emery Hunt from Football Game Plan. I had, a, LaSalle. I had a half a thought about the Bills drafting a quarterback. Hmm. I haven't had any thoughts about that. In the Go first ahead. round. No. <laughs> that would but, be a little bit of a surprise. Is it a bad investment if you get a fourth rounder that you feel like might play the style that Allen hmm. does? Or... You want to say similar skill set? I don't know. Just, I'm thinking about if Allen were to miss time, right? would it be good to have consistency in that spot? Someone that'd be on the team for two, three, four years. You know, these other teams have done it. And in the case of, like, the Eagles, they get Jalen Hurts in the second round because they're obviously not convinced on Carson Wentz, and then his career falls apart. I don't think that's happening for Allen. Mm-hmm. But... You know, if a, if a raw, talented quarterback falls to the fourth round, would that be a better idea for a midterm backup quarterback than signing, you know, Case Keenum again or somebody like that? Yeah. Right. yeah. I would say no. Because it's I, not a better idea. No. I'd like them to address a number of other things. Right. And but I, I that is prioritize a, that over. I understand the point you're making, and it's a valid one. But I would prioritize, I, I know, I just think there are a number of things they need, and they're not in great, great cap shape for a little while. I need to address a bunch of things, and I think they're going to have to do it mostly through the draft. Yeah, and th- the biggest problem with it is that if you draft a quarterback, that quarterback's ceiling is capped by he's not even supposed to start. Yeah, he's, I mean, he's insurance policy. You're yeah. paying insurance, and basically. While that also means it won't go belly up and be a wasted pick, it kind of might be if he never plays if you draft a linebacker there instead or you draft a wide receiver you know the potential exists they could become great and this quarterback ideally he never plays yeah and I again I think where they are where they are meaning the roster and we still I mean I still think they'll be a contender next season but they do have needs and they don't have a ton of cap space I think they're gonna they're at a point where they won't be able to re-sign all of their own guys um I'm trying to think to this point. Who's the biggest free agent loss 
a guy that was good, they would have liked to have resigned, but couldn't. Is it Harrison Phillips? Um, I, I think they're just headed to a point now where they're going to be losing some key guys these next couple off seasons. And I need I need all those picks. I want that fourth round pick. That's a good pick. That's not a consider the throwaway pick. So I need these picks these next couple drafts to bring in maybe some starters, but at the very least replenish my roster and have guys in place who might have to step up and be a starter in a couple years at multiple positions. So look, we know when they need. And it, you know, here's my question too about the off season, and this remains to be seen. What kind of moves are they going to make? How much cap space do they want? Are they going to do anything in free agency other than try and re-sign their own guys? And maybe respond accordingly if they lose somebody. I'm, you know, I know they said, Brandon Bean said, this, there's no Von Miller coming, right? They're not going to be a big, there won't be a big splash in free agency. But I wonder what exactly they're going to do. Are they going to, is it a Jamison Crowder type signing? Like, what are they going to do there? So I really need to hold on to those draft picks. To me, they're very valuable because... Cornerback, wide receiver, cornerback depth, wide receiver, not in priority order. Cornerback depth, wide receiver, offensive line, safety. Uh, what am I forgetting? Maybe linebacker depth or maybe a linebacker if Tremaine Edmonds doesn't resign. There's a lot of stuff that has to be done, and I think I really need to hold on to all those picks. No punters, no kickers, no quarterbacks. If they want to take a running back, pff, the back end of the draft on day three. I just think there's too much other stuff I need to use the draft on this year. So I'm not sure what their offseason free agency plan is going to be. The other thing about that quarterback idea is money saved, depending on what they want to do. So Keenum last year was at $3 million, hmm. and Trubisky the year before was at $2.2 million. And what's a fifth-round rookie? Isn't that under under oh, a million? Yeah. So if you're thinking I could save a couple of million dollars hmm. by going with a fifth-round rookie as Allen's backup as opposed to – you know, some veteran that like Darnold, who I've yeah, thrown out there. That's that's another player, or that's something else you could do around your roster. It's and, still saving an asset. And at one point, they did do this with Jake Fromm. Yeah, they drafted Captain, a. Yeah, was he a fifth round pick? He was a fifth round pick. Yeah, they dra- they drafted a, a quarterback to be a backup. Did they think he was going to be their backup for like five years? It's possible. So the guy, if they use the draft pick this year, that guy is being brought in to be the backup this year. Yeah, I mean, what else would you use it for? I think, yeah, he's your number two, I mean, right? Okay, I'm just saying, If I mean, how prepared, how, what could he do if Josh does get hurt this season as opposed to maybe some veteran guy who's been hanging around the league forever? Well, that, that I mean, that is the risk, right? I mean, I'm looking around, too, at, like, you mentioned stylistically. Like, is there a player they could get where they don't have to change a lot, so athleticism might be important? The only team in the league I really see that has a guy like that is Tyler Huntley in Baltimore. And everyone else, it's kind of, I mean, it just probably is tough to find any version of Allen as a backup just to have any type of mobility like that. But I, ideally, I think that's what you want, right? I mean, if you go to your backup, you're probably, this team's probably toast anyway. I don't think they're the Niners where they can overcome Josh Allen or their starting quarterback getting hurt and they can still go to the conference championship. Not unless they, you know, rebuild the offense, get a lot more weapons like we hope they do anyway. No, but that's all, that's all right. I guess, by the way, you said Tyler Huntley, Pro Bowler Tyler Huntley. Don't <laughs> forget that. Tyler Huntley, the Ravens yeah. have, a, have a Pro Bowl backup quarterback. So. Um, they can yeah. just move on from Lamar Jackson then. Yeah. Because they have a Pro Bowl quarterback on their roster. I haven't thought about that. No, I wouldn't. I mean, I don't know what they're going to do. Are both those guys, are, is, uh, are Barkley and uh, Keenum both free? Do they actually uh, have to re-sign them? Keenum's a free agent. 
Barkley is not, but he's practice squad, so I don't know how, no, how right. that changes things. Yeah, I just think there's too many other things that they're going to have to deal with this offseason, and I, I just think you're going you're gonna to need those picks or – you know, maybe it's assets if you want to move up at some point at some point in any round to get a piece that you really would like to add to your roster. Well, I guess it comes down to how much they value the backup quarterback position because part of like what Joe said I would agree with. If he goes in, you're toast. All right, in that case, why spend anything on the position? Why even hire a free agent that's going to be a reasonable salary? Yeah. If If you're toast no matter what, then – Scrape the bottom of the barrel and just take your chances. Don't even take out insurance policy on Allen. If you think we might need a few weeks, put it this way. If they had had an option that they felt was better than Allen with his elbow injury, which that might still be tough to find, would that guy have played a series, a, a week, a, a couple of games? In Kansas City, Mahomes gets that high ankle sprain. Henny goes in for a drive, leads a touchdown, comes out. Last year, fourth down and one against the Browns. Henny is on for a very important drive for them. That's right. So it's two straight years. Mahomes has missed time in a playoff game. Yeah. And the backup has come in and been able to operate their offense and made a difference. Yeah, he did against the Browns. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, right? Did did they score on that drive? I don't know. No, it was the fourth down. Oh, they were running out clock, right? Yes. It was the fourth down to clinch the game. Yeah. Well, before that, it was like third and 15. He ran for 13 on third down, and then he threw it for the final three on fourth. So, two straight years, they they get through with Mahomes on the sideline. At least two or three. A little bit of a, you know, small period of time, at least. Yeah. I think it was two of three. Right, wasn't the Browns year two years ago? Two three years, years ago? ago, okay. But but either way, the point remains. But yeah, like when the Bills play the Vikings, if they had, let's say they had Trubisky still instead of Keenum, they signed him to a two-year deal. Are they more comfortable putting Allen on the bench for a game because Trubisky's their backup instead of Case Keenum? I'm gonna go no. Like I'm I not sure what big a difference. I mean, either way, obviously it's not. It's the question of is the veteran backup better than a. 70% Josh or whatever the heck his number was at with his elbow when he was first injured. I mean, why wouldn't you have, if, if Josh was that bad off, this is why Keenan was here, right? Supposedly break glass in case of emergency, Josh's elbows messed up, throw in case Keenum. They didn't. So I'm going to guess, no, I mean, it wouldn't have, maybe this goes to your point, Jeremy, they could have put a backup quarterback in briefly and they didn't. So I, I still wouldn't do it. I would not, I don't think they will. And I wouldn't use a, a draft pick on a quarterback this year. 803-0550 to join us. We'll get connected with our fans. Steve in Parker, New York. Where's Parker, New York, Steve? Or is it Parker? Go ahead, Steve. Sorry. Good morning, guys. No problem. Hey, I was just calling about the, the rookie class. I, I feel like uh, Sean McDermott, the coaching staff, hasn't used their rookie class the way that they should to help supplement this roster. I feel like if you, if you take Kansas City, for example, and the their roster, they have between four and six rookies playing in key positions all the time that are, are contributing to that play, where our rookie class, it's almost two to three years before these guys are really starting to see, you know, field time. And I think going into this offseason with our camp situation, we may need to take a page out of their book and start putting some of these rookies in some big key roles. I'll just hang up and hear your thoughts about that. I think it, I mean, it, they, there's a mixture. Some guys have come in and started right away. Some guys have, you know, kind of sat the bench and been depth or waited for their time. I don't 
Some of the Kansas City stuff, I think, but in the secondary was also injury necessitated by injury. There was a run of injuries at at uh, in the DPS, and I think it had to play some of the young guys there. Like, of course, last week or the last game, Sneed went out with a concussion. But I wouldn't say it's one way or the other with the Bills. You know, I mean, Benford was starting opening night. Elam was getting reps this year. You know, Cook played not a lot, but he played. You know, uh, Russo came in and was in the rotation right away as a rookie. So it depends. It, 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 there's no pat answer. Edmonds came in and played right away. Dawkins, I think, would have come in and played right away. A number of the guys have come in and played right away. Yeah, they, they play their best players. The, the two this year that you would wonder about would have been more Cook, but they like Singletary, and more Shakir. Shakir yeah. But that's about it. You, you, know, you had a punter that you, you cut. You had a special teams linebacker. Yeah, you mentioned the corner. They Actually, did start. You know, Spencer Brown was starting by what month two of his rookie year, but out of necessity. Yeah, yeah you know yeah, they'll they'll, yeah. they'll play the best players, and you know that's always a. It used to be a refrain back during the Rex years too. Like the Bills had maybe a league low number of starters that they had drafted, but are you supposed to be mad about that? There are lots of ways to build a roster. You know, draft picks is a good way to do it because. You can keep things cheap and cost-controlled. But mm. one of the reasons the Chiefs probably had more starters as rookies than the Bills is because the Chiefs had more holes. They have Mahomes, so you know they don't have to fill. He, co- he covers up a lot for them the same way that Allen covers up a lot. But when we went to the draft last year, how many jobs do you think were even available? We would have said corner two, Elam, yeah, right. and no other spot on the defense was open. So there was yeah. only one available job, really. And Bentford ended up getting that job, and then Elam, and then their injuries, and then, you know, yeah, and their line was set. They kept Bates, and, they got Saffold, and so going like, to yeah. the going into the draft last year on the offensive side, how yeah. many jobs were available? Technically, James Cook was drafted while Zach Moss is still on the team. Yeah, right. So like that job wasn't even really available. They just had Moss in there. They would have had Diggs, Dave, Diggs, Davis, Crowder was signed by yep. then, right? And McKenzie was re-signed. So. Shakir's top four receivers. So he was supposed to be a depth receiver. Yeah. And then it's not to say they couldn't have done better. It's just last year at the draft, we all would have said, I don't know where a rookie replaces somebody. One spot it might maybe could have happened would have been right tackle or somewhere on the interior of the offensive line, and they didn't make those picks. No. No, and I also think, again, like you said, this team was not in a position where it needed the, the rookies to come in and play right away. But if you look at last year's class, okay? Cook is going to be the – I think he's the lead back next season. Okay, so in year two, that's your lead running back. I would expect Kyrie Elam would be an every-down snap guy next season. So that's cornerback two you hope going forward in year two. Christian Benford might be a starting safety next season for all we know. I have no idea. But Benford might move into that competition assuming Jordan Poyer doesn't come back. So, you know, you could have three guys – at least two, if not three guys, are starting in year number two from that draft class. Yeah, I mean, the Jets had great oh, contributions impact, guys. from their rookie class. They also had a million picks. Right. And they had to. They had, they had, they had a lot of holes. high picks, and they had guys they needed to come in. Their, their secondary was dying for a guy like Sauce Gardner to come in and play. Right yeah, so the Bills were definitely, it's not wrong to say it, that they were near the bottom in rookie contributions and rookie snaps. But if I had told you that, at the start of the year, I don't think anybody would have been surprised by that. You know where they were, actually? Rookie, by the draft class this year, the Bills were 23rd Yeah, in snaps. The Eagles, by the way, were 22nd. The Chiefs were number one, but also, like you mentioned, the Jets had a lot of picks. The Chiefs made the Tyree Hill trade. They had two firsts and two seconds. 
that's right. And yeah. three sevens if you want. Like they had ten picks overall, two first, two seconds. And on the Hill trade, I, I saw something, I'll try to find it, that maybe Albert Breer wrote about that trade that, you know, the Jets were offered straight up the tenth overall pick. And they ultimately go with the Miami package. And part of the reason they did that, I think this ends up being smart about this. Part of the reason that the Chiefs did that, they wanted quantity, not quality. It was worth more to them to have 29 and more picks than it was to have 10 overall, yeah. which is probably the right way to do it. If you're, if you're filling your roster out and you're making a trade like this, the 10th pick would be nice, but having four picks Multiple instead yeah. is more lottery tickets to scratch off, more positions you can fill. So, right, they make the Hill trade, they get boosted with a bunch of picks, and then those guys all end up playing. Cheap contracts, too. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's, that's the way you replenish your roster with the addition of multiple picks. It, and look, may, maybe the Bills look to do something where they do get more picks this year because they want to start replenishing the roster. It is a, a testament to, I, I've said this a lot about Miami, but the Chiefs deserve credit for this. And they're the two teams in that deal. Those two teams, it's a little bit like the Diggs and Jefferson deal. Aren't they both very, very happy with how it went? Mm-hmm. The Dolphins are, have to be happy with the way the deal went. They transformed their offense. A lot of what they set out to do, they accomplished successfully. And they've still got a ways to go. And maybe quarterback is a conversation. But for the Chiefs, they entered the era where Mahomes is going to make so much money. They need draft picks. They traded their second most important piece. They got a bunch of draft picks. And they're right back in the Super Bowl. Like, that's... Yeah. That's not GM of the year candidate stuff. I know Howie Roseman gets tons of credit in Philadelphia, but in Kansas City, I mean, do I have the two best GMs that had the last yeah. two be- best yeah. two off seasons or best yeah. two three off seasons? I think Brett Veach is considered one of the top GMs in the league. It's funny if you look. You brought up Miami. I don't even remember what what did they give up for Chubb. But look, they gave up. They made a the, first tra- round the pick. trade for Hill was picks right, yep. and the trade for Chubb was a first round pick. Like they got to the point where they they knew they had to help. Tua and the offense last year, and they did, and they really weren't worried about giving up draft capital because they made moves for guys that made them better right away. And, and they made the playoffs. And Chubb is, you know... Chubb wasn't even that great in Miami. No, but now he's got Vic Fangio to yeah. help him get to work. Yeah. Speaking of Fangio, Bills are the only team not to make a coordinator change in the division. Yet. Yet? Yeah, yet, right? I guess it's yet. It's possible. I mean, Dorsey's going to be back. We know that, right? Yeah, I mean, unless Bean, Bean was just confirmed it. You know, shooting from the hip, saying in year two, Frazier. The only one I was thinking about was Steve Wilkes because he's worked with McDermott and he's seemingly the best coordinator on the market now. But he might be going to San Francisco, so maybe, maybe I shouldn't stop saying yet because if Wilkes goes away, I don't know. Like, there's no obvious. Oh, they could bring in this guy to yeah. replace Leslie Frazier. That's the thing. If they were looking to replace, wouldn't. Would they, they be able to keep? The, would they be able to keep that quiet? I would. I would think it would have been either either you would have a decided to move on from Frazier, or you would have asked, or he would have said, "I'm done." You know, I'm done. I don't want to be back next season for whatever reason. Wouldn't that have happened by now? Because, I mean, that's one of the first things Sean McDermott has to do. What am I doing about my coaching staff next season? Probably would right. Wouldn't you discuss that before you get into all the player discussions? Because if you're going to make changes, and the Bills did at safety, right? If you're going to make changes, especially a coordinator, I feel like that's the part, the first thing you would do in the offseason. So if it yeah. hasn't happened by now, yeah, let alone the discussion of whatever candidates are going to other staffs, if it hasn't happened by now, I'd be really surprised if it happened. Yeah, maybe that's right. The only coordinator they've moved on from under Sean McDermott was Rick Dennison. 
and as the, the offense teams, coordinator. And he's he's far oh, well. Let me look, I'll look that up. Dennison, they moved on from five. They fired him five days after that after that season ended. Yeah, <laughs> Farwell might have been that just didn't even you didn't even notice, right? It wasn't announced or anything. It just they showed up and it was he's not there anymore. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like, like I said, when they get into all their off-season meetings, I would assume that might be the, that's the first, if you're Sean McDermott, you have to immediately assess, what am I doing with my coaching staff? Who's back? Who isn't back? Do I need to replace somebody? And of course, you would start with your game coordinators, your offense, your defense, and your special team. So I'd, I would be surprised if the something only, happened on defense. The only reason I'm thinking hmm. about it even a little bit, when it was reported a couple weeks ago that Jim Salgado was fired as their safeties coach, yeah. there wasn't ever an official announcement and in fact Sal pointed out the day that they hired his replacement like the morning of that they hired his replacement you could go on the website and Salgado was still listed Hmm. so it was reported like over a week before that he wasn't there anymore never got an announcement really until his replacement was hired I don't know that they would do the same thing with Frazier he he is a bigger figure in that organization than Salgado was but I think, too, look, we know, right, the Bills have been pretty good at keeping things in-house. If they were behind the scenes, he, we'd be talking about McDermott already contacting other teams, getting permission, doing interviews. I think somehow the word would have gotten out outside of one Bills drive. Some word would have gotten out, hey, the Bills are speaking with fill-in-the-blank team's linebacker coach about being defensive coordinator, right? I feel like... They would have been maneuvering behind the scenes to replace Leslie Frazier if that was the plan. And that would get out, I would think, at some point that they're talking to people about the job. 803-0550 to join us this morning. We will do a little bit of a Super Bowl betting research. Have some fun with some bets, prop bets. We'll talk about what's going on with uh, betting for the big game on Sunday. Dave Mason's going to join us in a moment. Bet Online Sportsbook brand manager. We'll talk about cross-sport bets they've got going on for this game. It's all coming up in a moment. 803-0552. Join us on WGR. Must win game. Yeah. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Someone asked Nick Sirianni, really? That's from this week? Is this a must-win game? Who asked? Okay. Let's just move on. Yeah. 
It's a must-betting event. So it's time to bring in Dave Mason, Bet Online Sportsbook brand manager, joining us on the Western Hotline. Busy time of the year for everybody on the uh, the betting sites. David's Howard and Jeremy. Good morning. Welcome to Super Bowl week. Hey, thanks for having me. Great week. Is uh, you know, I, obviously the Super Bowl is such a hev- it's a heavily bet on event. Is that pretty much the same year to year, Dave? Does the matchup ever matter in terms of betting volume or dollars or anything? I don't think it does. You know, it's it's like you know, last year people, oh, Cincinnati's in it. You know, and uh, and it was our, our biggest Super Bowl ever. So, I, you know, sure, there's matchups that might be a little more sexy, but uh, it, it's the Super Bowl sells itself. You know, the, the end of the year, two best teams, and uh, you know, it, it's just and it gets all the casuals out. That that that's the thing. You know, right. all, all us hardcore guys are going to watch it no matter what, but it gets all the casuals out and and everybody, you know, some people just like going to the parties and all that stuff and putting a little bit of money on the coin toss or whatever. So it's it's just tradition and it might be tweaked a little bit, but not nothing too much, I don't think. How before we get into prop bets, the the line the over under the the main bets for this matchup mm-hmm. uh, um have they moved at all since they were first set the day of the conference championship games no they have uh Kansas City actually opened one and a half point favorites and uh that got bet the other way by that evening the the Eagles were small favorites they went up the high as two and a half point chalk and now there's it's settled at one and a half and uh most of the money is on philly 67 percent of the early cash is on philadelphia is there uh in terms of the prop bets i wanted to talk to you about this because um it seems like the the, the prop bets increase on a yearly basis have become very popular over the years is, oh, is yeah. it a, is it a challenge to keep thinking of new ideas not really. I mean, you know, we're always trying to push the envelope. It's the thing that helps is when you have different matchups. You know, when the Patriots were in it every year, yeah, it became challenging. I mean, how many times can you do what? You know, when will they show Giselle on the camera <laughs> on the TV? How many? What color hoodie is Belichick gonna wear? You know, that got stale. <laughs> so thank, thankfully they're not in it anymore. And I know talking to Buffalo, I know you guys are thankful for that too. Um, but but no, when there's different teams, you know, you just look for d- different storylines. You know, it, it's it's like this year Kelsey Bowl, right? You got two mm-hmm. Kelseys playing, and, and uh, for example, Jason Kelsey's wife is pregnant, uh, nine months. She could pop any day. So okay, let's come up with a prop. Um, <laughs> what will be more, the weight of her baby or Travis Kelsey, his brother's total receptions? So you know, it's just. You're looking for this new storylines every year. That keeps it fresh. If it's the same darn teams every year, that then yeah, it's a little bit more of a struggle getting getting some uh, new content. I always like I like the creativity in the cross sport bets too. Whether it's uh, geez, I think I forget one bet involved like you know such something from the game. Is it going to be more than you know the Anaheim power play percentage in a game that day? Sure. The Ducks and I, you know the UFC, the soccer, the NBA. I, I think. I'm going to guess the casual fan eats this stuff up. The idea of the cross-sport bets, to me, is genius. Yeah, no, they're definitely popular. Um, you know, you try to find one for every sport at least. You know, here, here's a golf one. Lowest 18-hole score at the Phoenix Open, uh, minus 215 versus Jalen Hurts, total rushing yards. So, you know, they're, they're, they're not that hard for us to come up with, too. You just <laughs> find two different kind of stats that are similar, and then you match them up. If you have to be able to spread on it, so be it. Um, so yeah, cross sport, cross sport 
props are always very popular. When it comes to the prop bets, are there usually ones that are big favorites that always generate the most money? Is the anthem like at the top of the list? Yeah, I mean the anthem definitely is up there. Uh, unfortunately, not it's not as big as it used to be because the the information gets out of what that's going to be. Um, usually around Wednesday or Thursday, I think they have the dry rehearsal. So once that happens, you know, there's always some security guard in there with a, a stopwatch <laughs> or somebody, and he leaks the information to probably, you know, God knows who, and we can all just picture who's paying the security guard. And, <laughs> and, uh, and uh, that, you know, all these syndicates get that information, and they bet the heck out of it within seconds, and, and we know what's happened. Like, oh, okay, it's an over, and you got to close it. So you got to close it yeah. a few days early now. So that's kind of – it kind of you, you don't get that last – couple days action when all the casuals pour in you know every 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 super bowl sunday now i get a guy hey where can i find the national anthem prop i'm like dude you're you're about three or four days too late but 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 there are some i mean you do have length of brave during the anthem i don't know if the security guard will be timing out that You, (laughs) you have uh will any scoring drive take less time than the anthem length well i mean if you knew the length that would help a little bit but i mean there are still there are still enough prop bets i think tied into the anthem you could still use yeah, you know, well, yes, you know, the Brave will probably close you know, because there'll be a recording out of it, too. I mean, I remember like oh, okay. years ago, three or four years ago, there was an actually a TV reporter outside the stadium. Wow. And, and he was like across a river, but he was recording it and it just went viral. You know, that's the stuff we got. We, we have, we're up against here, but it, but it's fun. You know, it's like when that happens, like we're, we're ready for it. And uh, we get hit definitely by some bets. But, yeah, no, there's some other, like, you know, well, there'll be some anthem bets, you know, who, who do they, because whenever they sing the anthem, they pan to the players, so we'll we'll have matchups with players that they show first, yep. Jalen Hurts or Patrick Mahomes, which are the Kelsey brothers they show first, et cetera. Do you have any favorite prop bets, ones you like in particular for this game? Uh, I, I bet the under passing yards for Jalen Hurts. Um, I bet that early though it was like two forty three. It's gone down to two thirty six and a half. Um, so I, yeah, I, I bet that one. That was my favorite one from the popular ones, you know. And then you just start digging into all the novelty ones. But I, I usually lean towards the, the unders on, on a lot of these Super Bowl um, player props. It's it, it's just that so many people bet the over. You, you you might get an extra yard or two on the value on some of these. So so I, I look towards the unders. But Jalen Hurts under passing yards was my favorite. So ballpark figure, how much money are we anticipating being bet on this year's Super Bowl? Oh man, worldwide billions upon billions. Hmm. I mean, just now with all the, you know, it's 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 definitely the biggest betting event in North America, not the world. That would be the World Cup, but uh. But still, it, it, it's it, it's it's huge for one game. I mean, last year was our biggest day in the history of the company. It, it, it beat the previous year's Super Bowl um, and, and the 2020 election. That was actually right up there. That that was crazy. The 2020 election, but um, but no, it, it's it's crazy. It just everybody's betting on the Super Bowl. So you know, it's just about putting as many different odds up there as you know the same game parlays people love that now so we have that in our props builder software so it's going to be fun i assume the ncaa tournament and in whatever order the tournament and maybe the triple crown races are the next big ones where you're going to get yeah. casual betters getting involved yeah yeah i mean it's hard to compare those because you know you, march madness you're talking about 64 games over three weeks versus one game on one day so it's kind of 
you know, if you if you lump up all of March Madness, you'll probably get more. Um, you'll get more action, but 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 yeah, those, those are the big and and football, NFL kickoff. That that's the most important. What I call event is, is week one of the NFL because that kind of dictates your season. You know, Super Bowl is important, but a lot of these people are just one and done. You know, they come in for one game and then they're done. And a lot of the football guys, they're gone. Monday, you know, they cash out and they're they're not back until March Madness or September of next year. So NFL week one is the, the most important of what I call an event of the year. Well, Dave, big fights, big, big fights, oh. big fights are, are you like a Mayweather, yeah. Mayweather McGregor. That was the biggest one of the biggest events we've ever done. So really big fights. Well, enjoy the game Sunday. And thanks again for coming on with us. Always like touching base with you right before the Super Bowl. Appreciate your time on the show this morning. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. All right, Dave. Dave Mason is the Sportsbook brand manager for Bet Online. They have a couple of some of their cross-sport bets, two soccer bets. So if you have, you know, Jeremy and Joe as friends of yours, you should probably tap into their knowledge. You can bet on which will be higher, total field goals made in the Super Bowl or total goals between Man City and Aston Villa. You can bet which will be higher, total touchdowns or first-half corners versus Liverpool and Everton. That's getting in depth first half corner so yeah i love the cross sport bets anyway betonline.ag is the site that dave works for and we do appreciate him checking in with us my favorite cross sport bet which will be bigger the yardage on the first touchdown or the number of caution flags at the daytona 500 Ooh, wow i wonder how many average how many i would take caution the caution flags, flags. Yeah. first touchdown how are you guys on rihanna songs not great okay then don't i was going to ask you about the first song she'll sing I did see one I about whether Eminem will be. Uh, oh, speaking of there, which, there's a guess. There's think, a who makes an appearance with Rihanna. Listen, that four, you can make? two of her top four songs ever he's featured in. This ah. has to be the Super Bowl of us betting hmm. who will be at the game. Oh, we did yeah. this all year yeah. long with oh, Thursday man. and Sunday and Monday Night Football. This is the one. Yeah, who will be shown on TV? Joe Friday. We should think about having a draft. Okay, we're gonna have to work out eligibility here though. Like, so I just mentioned Eminem. If he's part of the halftime show does he count is he a surprise appearance yeah, yeah he's, he's not, not he's not like yeah. it's not he's on not on the billing okay he's, he's there yeah we can draft halftime participants we can draft someone from a fox tv show someone in the stands yep okay it's a big yeah. one different different uh different prospect pools speaking tom, of which tom brady i think yeah, I, I think i owe you 10 oh my god is he gonna why would he be no there? he won't be at that game i owe you ten dollars by the way four Josh Allen did not wear joggers. Oh, did we get confirmation on that? I'm pretty sure he didn't wear any joggers at the Pro-Am. He wore a yeah. lot of tapered pants. But they were loose. But they did not classify as joggers. Yeah, no, so, they, they didn't look like it. I owe you $10. Hmm. He had just a poor week in general in terms of the, the fit. The dress? Yeah. A lot of neutral colors. A lot of neutral colors. Are you back this season evaluating clothing on the PGA Tour? Yeah. Oh, okay, I just yeah, wanted to make sure. Of course. He's I'm, just, I'm just checking. It's, Howard, the, it's, the, it's the year of the jogger. <laughs> it's the year of the jogger. <laughs> it's the year of the jogger. Yeah. <laughs> um, and a source tells me, while Josh may not have worn joggers on the golf course, that he does wear joggers an awful lot around the facility. So he's wow. on the jogger train, just didn't wear them at the golf course, which I think is a... Uh, that makes it even more frustrating, I think. A little bit. Yeah, he's he's on I, he's on his jogger game, right. but he's just not wearing them. I had the scouting report, and it just didn't so it didn't go that way. Do you think you I did insider trading? That's illegal. You no, had a source that he wears joggers all the time, and you you bet money well, on no, him wearing he, joggers. He no. didn't get a source that told him he will be wearing joggers. Right. That would be insider trading. This yeah. was just a scouting report. Okay, that he all does right. wear joggers. I that yeah. would be kind of inside knowledge about his and, clothing choices. No, I made the bet before that. Um, 
Hmm. Yeah, so no joggers at Pebble Beach. Right. It was raining. Missed Maybe opportunity. he changed his fit because it was raining and the weather didn't really hold up? Maybe. Rodgers, meanwhile, the funny thing about that event is that the guy that played with Josh also said something. Josh went over and gave Rodgers a little bit of a, hey, yeah, nice play on a 10 handicap. And Allen's partner pretty much flat out said that Aaron Rodgers cheated. Pretty much. like Always good to hear. Played on a 10 handicap. They couldn't believe it. It's in Golf Digest that, you know, the whole there's more truth in jest. They're not kidding. They're, they're, he cheated. I think they're kind of mad that Aaron Rodgers kind of lied about his handicap and won the tournament. The top story on, at Golf Digest's website is Keith Mitchell legitimately pissed over Aaron Rodgers' <laughs> crap handicap. Yeah. That's that's a fair point of contention. He did, he's not a ten handicap guy, right? When they no, played when they played the match, he was said to be a five. Yeah, so he doubled it. That's yeah, that's unfair. I'd be right, strip so the title. Vacate, strip right. the title. We should that's vacate right. the title. No ring, no banner, no nothing. Unless he, you know, the winnings went to a charity, in which case that's fine. They can keep that. We need a new bet. I was ready to send you this ten dollars right now. Eight oh three oh five fifty to join us. Coming up top of the hour, we'll get the latest on what's going on with the Bills' new stadium. We'll be chatting with Ron Rakuya, Executive Vice President, COO of the Buffalo Bills. Stay tuned for that on WGR. One more snap. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Peyton saying they got to throw it. Uh-oh, here we go. Somebody knows a bylaw in this rule book. Peyton furious with his Pac-12 official. See, that's a great example of you like who you like and you don't like who you don't like. So Peyton Manning coaching one of the Pro Bowl teams. I like Peyton Manning. He's out there complaining because Kirk Cousins took a knee, which is a running play. You're not allowed to do running plays. Inside the five. Yes. Hmm. Which is where they were. So Manning's... You know, upset, yeah. complaining out there like a real gym rat. And if that were, you know, maybe another Hall of Fame quarterback, I would think that that guy's lame. <laughs> <laughs> if it but were Brady. But anything Peyton Manning does is cool. He's a cool dude. Yeah, you know. I like him more than I like Brady. He also was right, that's a wasn't pretty, he? That's a pretty big list. Guys you like more than Brady. Yeah, all of them. Okay, so I'll reverse it and say it's a short There's nobody behind Brady. I didn't watch any of the Pro Bowl. Did you guys watch any of it at all? I like the skills competition. I didn't watch the flag football. A little. Game. And the flag football, I think, was leaps and bounds better than the when they had pads on. The best thing, Based on tweets that I saw, yeah, it seemed to go over well. Right? The best thing that they had going for them was that it appeared the players were having a good time and trying. And that's really all you need for an exhibition. Right. That's one up on the Pro Bowl. You know, I watched a little bit of the NHL All-Star game. Hey, there were lots of goals being scored and... You know, fun plays. So, uh, yeah, all right. Well, then good for the NFL because the old game meant absolutely nothing. Just have some fun with it, entertain. I thought they did a really good job at the skills competition, so that's the formula going forward, which is fine. 
When we get back, speaking of going forward, we'll find out what's going on with the Bills' new stadium. We'll get an update on what's happening these days. Ron Rakuya is going to join us in a moment uh, from the Bills, the Executive Vice President and COO of the Bills. 803-0550 for you to join us this morning. What is the biggest question of the Bills' offseason? You can uh, share your thoughts on that or whatever else is on your mind on WGR. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.